Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. Hi friends, a quick note about today's episode. As two solopreneurs with limited time in every day, Mariah and I know that it is time to incorporate a little passive income into our businesses. Since this is only the beginning of our journey, we wanted to share the experience of brainstorming these ideas with you. However, in addition to those passive income options, during the process, we also discovered so many ways to maximize those same assets into other service-based offerings that would be really easy to incorporate into our workday. And that kind of became the overall theme, maximizing your existing assets. Aside from growing your team, finding ways to efficiently leverage the tools and artwork you already have without adding on too much additional labor is the best way you can expand your earning potential. We hope you guys enjoy this peek behind the curtain of how we are growing our businesses in real time, and hopefully this inspires you to take a look around and see if there are any opportunities to make a little bit more out of the things you already own or do. And with that, let's get into the episode. Hello friends, and welcome back to Hot of the Press. I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and I'm here with the always wonderful Jillian of Studio Soprano. We are together in my home office in Minnesota. Yay! Woo! And today we're going to do something a little bit different. Yes! We both are constantly looking for ways to make our businesses more efficient so that we can make more money, obviously. Name of the game here. So for today's episode, we are actually going to do a live brainstorm and document the process for you guys of what it would look like for us to come up with more passive income ideas. Yes. So come along with us on the journey and then make sure you hold us accountable for these things that we tell you about. So (laughs) yeah. And if you're looking for passive income, I hope that one, we might say something to inspire you, but two, maybe just this process is something that you can then follow with a fellow business owner or a friend or your spouse and, you know, find ways to utilize assets you maybe already worked on to be able to bring in more money. Totally. We're talking about, you know, Jillian has all these amazing greeting cards with all these illustrations and we both have calligraphy that we vectorize. Thinking about all of the things that we've already created yeah. and all of the tools we already have in our shops, like all of the dyes that I have, we're trying to come up with ways to use the things we already have to not try and like reinvent the wheel here. We're trying to just make the best use of what we already have, what we've already created and what we already like know how to do. So yeah. And yeah. in terms of giving ourselves more work, trying to keep that on the more minimal end. Like, of course, everything's going to need a little bit of product development, a little bit of refinement. But I think in the past, when I've thought about passive income, I've always treated it like, oh, it's this whole, I'm going to have to do this whole other thing. And it's just this like looming project that I never get around to. 
So I'm hoping we could come up with some creative ideas today. Yay. Okay. So let's start off with just brainstorming some ideas for passive income. Yeah. So you mentioned one is vectors. Yes. So vectors. Vector files. Vector files. And like for the ways we've used them, right? Like obviously we have a whole bunch of vectors we've created for letterpress plates and stuff, but you also are, I think, the queen of cricket. Yeah, I do, I so, do have a lot of cricket stuff. Cricket things. And uh, now I have a lot of laser stuff, which can be kind of transferred back and forth for sure between cricket and laser. And any kind of, I have a ton of calligraphy that I've vectorized. Oh, yeah. And digital calligraphy on our iPads is fairly easy to create for us. Like we both have a really good system for image tracing that and getting it into vector format. So, like a lot of that calligraphy, we can pull straight out of Procreate or even Illustrator files we already have. Yeah. So, and I think for you, your list should definitely include your illustrations. Anything that you don't want to be proprietary, like all of those greeting cards, like the fruit patterns. You could sell a pack of fruit and just have one watermelon, one peach, one whatever in there, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. Or even sell it like you get the individual or you get the pattern, exactly. you get the line work. Like yes. it's so easy to take something that's a fill in Illustrator and turn it into an outline. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Okay. So vector files. So Cricut, calligraphy, in illustrations, laser, file. Yeah. And then, oh. Things that people could like download and DIY. So we've talked a lot about like envelope liners or yeah. downloadable greeting cards. Like so many of my greeting cards, I can just like turn into artwork that you download and fold. Yeah. So I think this kind of breaks into two categories. So first being digital downloads mm -hmm. and second being DIY invitation stuff, because we've talked a lot about that ourselves and we'll bring our listeners into that conversation. But like, I think that kind of is two elements. So digital yeah. downloads, things like print, and cut liners little like greeting cards they could be digital designs and not letterpress format you know like they're not going to look like our letterpress cards but you know your full pattern with a color background could yeah. be an option you know so greeting cards what else i have done things that i think would be really easy to make into like coloring sheets yes especially because a lot of what we do is outline and because vectors like you said it's easy to take a filled object and make it into an outline so yeah. coloring sheets i do think that like anything kids can like color on like a coloring a greeting card thing yeah is super popular and what's great about that is like you could take something that could be applied to a greeting card or just like print it out on printer paper and give it to them as a color sheet or if you have a laser cutter, you can throw that file onto the laser cutter and yeah. now they have like a little paint by number. Totally. Arts and crafts thing to do. Also like a lot of like party accessories, like yes. bridal shower games, baby shower games, like that kind of stuff. Yes. You can just download it as a PDF and that's a digital download and they print it themselves. So yeah. that I think would be a good one too. I've been and thinking like, some of my bridal shower games were so dope yeah. that I totally should sell You those. should do that. And you probably yeah. have the Word document on your computer already. Like yeah. just download it as a pdf and voila yeah and also like because we both have so many like wedding ish graphics and stuff like you can easily just plug a few of those in as a border and voila you have this super cute thing so yeah worth mentioning now anything that we've created that we can import into canva as like an editable template, template. yeah would be dope like so for example the bridal shower games that i made had like obviously stuff specific to zach your and i and your relationship but if i put yeah. that into a canva template then like you get access to the template or you could take it and generalize it like 
That's when did the couple true, meet? Though. What was their first like dinner out or whatever? You know, like That's you could generalize so the verbiage to make it universal. So yeah, either way would be good. But yeah, okay. So then DIY does that cover digital downloads? Yeah, I feel like it does. Okay. Oh, also like for digital downloads, like planners and calendar pages and like, habit trackers, all of that stuff is very like popular on Etsy and stuff. So mm-hmm. digital down like digital planners, things you can print for like binders and stuff like you know, like a letter size that people can just hole punch and print Mm -hmm. would be popular too. Habit trackers are super popular. Okay. And then the one that I have to bring up because I'm going to bring it up as we get into things that we should work on is things like fonts, like assets people can buy. Yeah, bigger projects, but for sure digital assets. So if you're a watercolor artist, scan in some of those babies and digitize them and sell them yeah. like we've almost all stationers have probably bought graphics at some point like if you are a painter an artist of any variety like your work can easily be turned into a digital file and sold as pngs or whatever like yeah yeah like we know jess from jess married just opened up her venue shop because she does all these amazing marker drawn marker illustrations yeah. of beautiful venues she's been yeah. doing them for like wedding invitations and save the dates for years and now other stationers can or anyone really can yeah. buy her work the, her work use and yeah. use it and it's so great that's perfect yeah brilliant so yeah assets like fonts and graphics definitely a little bit of a bigger project yeah well maybe not but for, well font definitely yeah graphics I, could not be that big of a project if you've already used them if you've already done them yeah, yeah. then boom you're ready to go just and the package. only thing worth noting is just making sure that like the illustration is something you would have the rights to like yes resell. something that you originally created and then you're also going to be licensing this out so you're going to expect people to use it and yeah. use it probably like but. i don't know if jess had to get clearance from those venues to like good point sell illustrations of their venue i yeah. don't know that's a situation i'm not super familiar with so to anyone who's listening yeah, if that's something you want to do yeah. ask, asterisks on that one and also ask like just yeah. i mean for sure yeah or consult a lawyer if you need to, you know, yeah. if you're worried about it. If it's something like Disney, you're definitely going to want to talk to somebody legally. <laughs> like, you know, you're just going to want to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to just want to run. But Winnie the Pooh is now in public domain in the original know. version. So yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot of that probably. Okay, so assets, fonts and graphics. So circling back to DIY invites. So mm-hmm. I've actually, this is one that I'm like actively working on. In fact, I made Jillian come to my shop with me and die cut a whole bunch of stuff because I have a ton of dyes in my library and I don't use them nearly enough. So (laughs) I like thought to myself, like, these are super popular items and, you know, I don't have to sell them for like expensive amounts, but I think it'd be really like, I think it'd be really popular for people to buy, you know, invitation pockets in pretty colors that aren't necessarily readily available. Yeah. So DIY invites. So vellum gatefolds are super popular on etsy like we've seen other stations have a ton of success just selling those mm-hmm. pre-scored pre-cut anything mm-hmm. envelope liners they can print themselves obviously digital download but you could sell printed ones if you wanted mm-hmm. you could sell custom shaped cards if you have an arch die hello that's me or a custom envelope shape or a custom pocket shape that you've created Who's to say somebody else wouldn't want that pocket? Like, you made the die, you spent the money on it. Why not try and earn a little extra of that back, right? Yeah. For DIY invites, you could also do things like templates, like you talked about in Canva. There's also template, T-E-M-P-L-E-T-T, that I've seen. I Mm -hmm. haven't used it myself, but I've seen people sell them on Etsy, those templates. So 
then you go into Canva, you make the edits, you print it yourself, like, et voila, your hands are, you know, free from that project, but people can customize it and make it their own. DIY invites also could include things like wax seals. Mm -hmm. Make some extra when you're making your wax seals for that next project or make them in a different color that you think could be popular. Yeah. Or even like if you know a source, a good source for like ribbons or something, get a yard of like each color and, you know, throw them up as listings. And then you're kind of just like the middleman sort of of like you buy it and maybe you pre-cut it for them because that's kind of a hard part of DIY invites is like, Knowing how much yardage you need when you don't know how much each invitation needs. So, like, if you have experience of knowing this certain bow requires 17 inches, then sell 17-inch strands. And that way somebody could be like, I need 100 invitations, so I'm going to buy 110 strands. And alternatively, like, with ribbon, with specialty, like, materials, like, the beautiful lace we sometimes see for like in like liners or you know gate bolts or whatever like some of that stuff is only available in super large quantities right so if you are investing in a large quantity for like a custom project of something sell off the excess when you're done with what you need sell off the rest of it you know whether that's to other stationers at a wholesale rate or you know to the general public as diy invitation stuff like show them an example of how it's used and then sell the rest of it and yeah. you know like i have packets of vellum that I bought in sets of 500 it was inexpensive so I obviously wasn't gonna like not buy it because it was only in a large quantity but I'm never gonna use 500 of one color for like I mean not never but anyway you buy something in a large quantity or you are the only like you can only buy it in bulk or wholesale boom you have an immediate like service to offer the general public who can't necessarily get their hands on that product yeah I would say it doesn't necessarily fall technically into passive income true But it is just, like, a smart way to offer more things that are aligned with, like, yeah, you know. And I would say, like, a good general rule of, like, what you're offering as a company is be true to yourself. Don't, you know, go creating things because you're like, oh, well, the market really wants blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to talk more about that when we get into the font situation that I want to discuss. But, and then... You know, we've even discussed there are certain things that we want to sell and market. So, like, we're actually opening up secondary Etsy shops because it's going to confuse the shit out of people who come to, like, Studio Soprano or Mariah Creates. For invitations. And they see, like, planner stuff or whatever. Like, super random, like, kids coloring pages. And you're like, what the hell is this shop? Literally. like, it, it kind of has to make sense for your brand. And that also could mean that maybe you your brand is an umbrella and yeah. you have certain divisions. Like I already have under my business, I have the Better Mail Club is its own thing. Yeah. Because it kind of came, became its own beast. But then I recently opened up Rocket Paper Laser for all of these DIY pieces and thing that is laser involved with like signage and stuff. So Rocket Paper Laser is going to be sort of this subsidiary almost yeah yeah, more of these like sort of passive income things like files and whatever and then a little bit of assembled stuff made on the laser yeah and as a side note just like kind of tangenting off that is like when we say passive income we're really brainstorming ways to make the most out of what we're already doing like it's not none of this so far except for digital downloads and like the vector files is necessarily passive income Mm -hmm. it's you know there's definitely labor involved die cutting creating those wax deals whatever but just using the things we're already doing and making a little extra out of them. Yeah. You know, but pretty much like anything that you are already... doing, you could kind of figure out a way to turn it into passive. So like, let's say it's the arch dice or something, right? Yeah. 
Like, what if you just sold a template so that people can like cut out the shape of an arch die totally. or, or if they could use it on their cricket? Like so many people have crickets. Yes. So you already have the die line for an arch die. All a cricket needs is an SVG or honestly yeah. even a PNG. Yeah. So it's just like export your die lines into yes. files and then people could download them to Writing make crickets. Writing that down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty much anything that you could start to do actively as like a production person fulfilling orders, like just to challenge yourself, think about a way, what would be the way to completely remove myself from this equation? Yeah. And is that something I want to sell? Like, it. is it not proprietary enough to my brand that it doesn't devalue my brand to just give this away? And yeah. honestly, the shape of dies. If people want to sit there and freaking cricket cut 100 invitations with their dies and then hand score them, thumbs up. Great for them. If they want to buy a $5 digital download and do that, hell yeah, girl. Yeah. But like, if you also just want to get them completely finished and assembled for you, then Mariah will also have a listing for that. And it's going to be appropriately priced, but they'll like come to you ready for you to slide your invitations into. Totally. Yeah. I love that. And that makes me really excited because honestly, I could see being a DIY bride and still getting like, there's so many really beautiful, like artistically done designs on like minted and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like you go to minted and you get your very affordable invitations, but then you go to Etsy and you just buy an envelope liner and pockets. And now all of a sudden your super affordable invites are starting to feel more luxe because you're just adding the details on and spending money where you want to be different. Yes. Which is cute. That is I cute. like that. We love that. We <laughs> love that so much. And also, you know, a lot of people think like they might download, like they might see your digital download file and be like, oh yeah, I could totally DIY this. And then they see your beautiful <laughs> thing in a custom color or whatever. And they're like, I cannot do it that well. I'm going to pay them to do it. You know, it's all traffic building as well, which is great. So, you know, even if you're offering two things that might be like kind of not necessarily complimentary it could still bring someone into your store and then they end up purchasing something else, yeah. you know. Like so. someone might buy a digital download from you for, you know, maybe their invitation template or maybe even a die line or whatever, but yeah. then see that you have these really cute wax seals, yeah. which won't be passive income for you, but it is additional income that you got from making a $5 download sale. Totally, exactly. Like mind blown. Yeah. Now you've made money off Absolutely. of someone who is just buying something because it's a good value for them. Absolutely. Yes. Yay. Yeah. We love, love this. It. Okay. So. All right. Let's get into thoughts on actual stuff for us, like things we've worked on. Yeah. So for me, it's definitely the vector files. Most of these kind of apply. So like cricket die cut down, like cricket die lines for downloading and using on your cricket. Yeah. Definitely could do that literally right now. I have die lines for a ton of my dies. Everything I've custom ordered, I already have a die line for. Literally just remove all the like notes and background stuff and export it. That's all I'll have to do. Yeah. I definitely have a ton of calligraphy that's ready for exporting for vectors. And that is something that I think is very popular with people on Cricut. People like who are making their own greeting cards with like scrapbook material and stickers and that kind of stuff. Like they Mm -hmm. love the little catchphrases that are calligraphy and all of those things. Agreed. And then, you know, you just appropriate, like you do the right licensing for it. So if they're making a product and selling it out of it, obviously, you know, you have to be prepared for that stuff. But I definitely have a ton of like little phrases and things that I could sell. Yeah. Um, and then 
die cut things, DIY invite stuff. So I've already created a couple of envelope liner, like digital downloads, print at home kind of things. So I've created a couple of them so I could just take the template and just apply a different design to them. Mm-hmm. So it'll be super efficient going forward to add new ones. Mm-hmm. Which I'm Love excited it. about. So that one, envelope liners, DIY invite stuff, also die cut things. So I have a ton of like really cool little invitation pockets or enclosures, custom shaped cards that I have, you know, an A2, an A7, a belly band, a folder, and a gatefold of the same design, you know, or something complimentary. So like, I could offer somebody a whole series of the same thing and they could get them in whatever color. So for that, I would just need to like, obviously when the order comes in, I would have to create those things or I'd have to have some in stock if I, depending on how I plan to list them. But I have the dies already. There's no additional cost for the actual die cutting except for labor. So and paper, but yeah, so that's pretty simple and straightforward right now too. That's awesome. Yeah. So those are my, my to do's. Okay, so for my list of things that are possible, just from the stuff we brainstorm, of course, our vector files for Cricut, Laser, 100%. And like you said, illustrations, I think it would be so easy to take like the illustrations I've made, even some of the patterns and just turn them into things that people could download. Like even those yeah. freaking phone backgrounds, yeah, man. Like, totally. Yeah. People love digital like, backgrounds. Like throw it up for like $1.50 and, and it's like, here's a cute peach background. Yeah. Love and you it. could like, yes, absolutely. And if you like include hex codes or something with some of them, they could make their little folders match and all that stuff too. So yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. So those are super easy. The download design DIY files, I actually did the same thing. So I have two things that I already have templates and instructions for for people to use. And one is envelope liners. And the other one is actually wraparound labels for addresses. Yes, I did a holiday version one as kind of like an email capture sign up. Yeah. So I already have a template for like laying out the artwork and then instructions for like every freaking program you would want to use to type in your addresses. And I think that's really great because what's trending, of course, is dark envelopes and stuff. And most DIY people aren't going to know how to do whiting. Yeah, whiting or address them with a freaking gel pen is really the only other way. I know, which people do. (laughs) So I think having really cute wraparound labels would be great. And then the one that does require work, but... And I have a story to go along with this that I feel like is good to like tie to the general idea of the concept doing yeah. things for your business. Yeah. Is fonts. So last year I created this really amazing mock-up of an invitation, the disco one with that tri-color neon, neon sign. Font. It was so cool. So and it was all hand illustrated. Yeah. And so epic. I even bought every Tuesday's font class to learn how to actually make it into a font and I started doing all of the letters all of the letters are illustrated they just need to actually like be turned into the font using the programs which of course I've already paid for the program (laughs) but then I was listening to a podcast or something or maybe it was even in the every Tuesday class and they were like so one of the first things you're going to want to do is like research the market and see if there's a need or like what things like people are buying and whatever and I was just like who the fuck is gonna want this like neon sign thing and so I totally talked myself out of it and I was like putting any more time into this is not gonna be appropriate for your business because two people will buy it and you've spent hundreds of dollars already trying to make it 
Um, so I totally stopped myself. But then we had that conversation with Mary and I freaking love that design. Yeah. And as a letterpress printer, it is a bomb font to use because I created it in layers. Yeah. So, so then you just, yeah. Oh. So yeah, you choose from the drop down menu where you would usually pick regular bold italic. You choose which layer you want to create. And then if you do layers, then when you add them all together, you're going to get this really cool tri-toned yeah. font. I love it. And it's already built in and already made for you mm-hmm. as a letterpress plate. Because yeah. then you're just going to separate the different layers to get the different colors. Yeah. And so you could obviously use it as like for letterpress printers. That'd be huge. Or foil. Yeah. But also even just digitally making it three different colors is going to look super cool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? By having the three different options, it's going to be, it's going to look 3D no matter what you're doing with it, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally talked myself out of it. So I want to talk myself back into it. Love it. And yeah, it still will require work. So like we said, the idea is that you kind of, with passive income, you put the work in up front to be able to make money off the back end of it. And there are a couple other fonts that I would really like to make just because I'm so sick of handwriting everything on my greeting card. Yeah. <laughs> make your own Yeah, font just so like make my own font. Time. Yeah, for but, sure. And again, I talked myself out of it because I was like, well, there's so many fonts that look like this. I just don't want to use someone else's font because I like my handwriting. Well, and because, But then when you think about it, yeah. you when you're scrolling through all these fonts that look so similar, there's always one that calls out to you. Totally. So that could easily be the font I create. 80% of design is just picking the right font and 20% is the rest of it. Yeah. So like, you know, you're always going to be scrolling looking for a new font no matter how many fonts you already have in your your computer. Exactly. So, yeah. Yes. If and you do a lot of if you do a lot of handwritten things, if you are a calligrapher or if you do a lot of like block font, if that's kind of stuff you do in your day to day and you already have a lot of samples, making the font, I mean, it takes work. I'm not going to say it's easy, yeah, but it's not as hard as you would think. Yeah. If you're already like familiar with vectorizing and using general design software that's complicated, I'm sure that it's within your yeah. capabilities. If it's not cursive too, it's easy AF. Yeah. Creating a cursive font is difficult because you have to make sure all the ligatures match up up. everything's connecting together but if you've got like a fun handwriting handwriting. yeah (laughs) for sure it's like it's way easier you write out 52 letters and call it a day (laughs) yeah capitals and lowercases and maybe add some numbers and punctuation yeah yeah Yeah, just go into illustrator and make sure they're all you know similar size or however you want it to be and yeah that's really not that hard i like it i want to do it now as someone who doesn't have great handwriting okay so your so font that's me. is so definitely like, on the list yeah yeah and i think as far as like cricket files and laser files and stuff i would love to focus on more laser stuff because i room to play and explore and learn yeah yeah i've been creating a lot of stuff for the family like ever since we got the laser so i made this really cute thing for my in-laws that has the time of birth that all of their grandchildren were born cute. so it's like all the moments that our lives expanded, like Aww. kind of things, where our hearts grew and it, they're little clock faces and it's oh, all the cute. like the times that, that they're born. Were. Okay, cute. So like that was the first thing I made. And then we made like one of our nieces, like a little puzzle, like a 3D puzzle thing. And then for Easter, I'm showing up with like a whole bunch of activities for the kids where like they can paint some things and the older kids can assemble some things. And then that way we're bringing them stuff that, like, is challenging their brains and creativity a little bit. Yeah, and it's an activity as well as just a, not just a gift. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm really excited about that. And all of those things, I could just 
I can put them up as products. That's totally fine. Yeah. I'm all down for people who like just want to buy a product. Yeah. Um, but also like if you have the means to make it, why not just buy the file yeah. from someone else and make it? Yeah. And maybe the kid could even get involved with the process of making it on the cricket or whatever. And like yeah. that could be part of the activity, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love it. it. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So did you write down all the things you were going to do? Yes, but let me revise my list because it's a bit of a scraggly mess here. So that's how I like to brainstorm is just make one giant mess and then or like tidy it up. Okay, so for me, if I ordered these in, I, okay, actually what I wanted to say is I'm going to rewrite my list in order of least amount of work to most amount of work. Nice, I like it. Okay. Oh, I did actually want to talk about one other kind of category of passive income and something to consider for people. Okay. So there's also for passive income, which is much more, I would say, passive because it doesn't require product. Is something like commissions, oh, yeah. affiliate codes, anything you get a kickback on. So when you talk on uh, in social media and people are asking questions about like, where did you get that? Blah, blah, blah. Like share the program link that you have that earns you a commission if they sign up or whatever it is. Like, especially when you're talking about like templates for Canva or template or, you know, using your some kind of like affiliate code with sticker mule or Amazon for that supply. Like, don't forget about those things. Like, especially if you have something where people ask you a lot of questions or if you're doing well on like TikTok and people are commenting on things like all of those clicks and all those like purchases add up. You know, you don't have to be an influencer to, you know, promote something that you're making. And if you're making something and using a temperature, you know, a heat safe mat from Amazon to make those wax seals that you're selling in your Etsy shop. Link the damn mat with a little affiliate code. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, the truest passive income that we all think about is like getting paid to mention something and people purchasing it without you having to, you know, provide a product. But yeah, I'm so bad at that. I have affiliates for almost every single thing I've used. And I just never link or talk. You have a great little link of all the places yeah. that you have affiliate codes for. And that's so smart. Yeah. So if you go to MariahCreates.com and click links <laughs> at the bottom of my website, I do have like in the footer, I have a links page. And at the bottom of my homepage, I have like looking for a list of all my favorite things and vendors, et cetera. And I have affiliate links there and people don't use them very often. I definitely don't talk about them as much as I should, but damn, when you get one, you get the email notification that somebody signed up with your affiliate code. You're like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. You know, it's like, you didn't even think about it. I literally didn't think about it. It's already just been there on my website. Et voila. You that know? just reminded me of a passive income that we already use, which is our guide. Our guide. Yeah. Our letterpress supply guide. And so if you have something that is a resource, like, let's say, you know, you've been doing invitations for forever. So you are just a breath of knowledge on how many different ways you can word shit. I even know as a stationer early on, I would have totally bought a template of I have all the dozen files from Design by Lainey because I've bought every guide she ever created. (laughs) When I first started, you know, you buy all these things that are like a a timeline or a wedding planning checklist or, you know, when to send your invitations, all the things that you already know your knowledge can be collected. If it can be collected and put into a PDF absolutely you could sell it as a download and somebody out there will buy it like yeah if you have a supply list of your favorite vendors for paper or wax seals or whatever like and it doesn't even have to be for vendors it could be for clients too like 
here's a download of all the tips for destination wedding invitations yep. all the things you should think about because destination weddings are so different than yeah regular local weddings totally so yeah anything that you you are an expert have to on? talk about a lot yeah to clients totally try to sell that as a guide Why or not? at least make it as a lead capture yeah and then if it's if people are super into into it yeah sell it and then beyond that you know this is something that you know is way deeper but online courses Mm-hmm. online courses are huge not necessarily yeah. passive but they can make you you know if you can prove that you're an expert in something if people look at you as an expert in something and you have knowledge to share and they want to pick your brain start charging for that yeah i've also seen a lot of people do a buy me a coffee link and they're like bios yes. and stuff on social media and i think that's a cute idea like we obviously both love talking about letterpress with people, but sometimes I'm like, damn, we should really have people sending us Starbucks cards for all the questions we answer. <laughs> <laughs> all you the know? advice we give out, yeah. Yeah, all the advice we give out, we're like, hmm. Buy me a coffee. But, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, even if it's something like that, hey, I'll be happy to answer your questions. And if you, you know, appreciate whatever, yeah. here's a link to buy me a coffee. I don't know. But yeah, so there's knowledge that you already have and already own and you've already worked your ass off to obtain. And you can probably compile some of that. And you don't have to give away all your secrets for sure. Just because somebody's paying for something doesn't mean they get to know everything. But yeah, you could definitely sell that. Yeah, you can have like educational things that aren't hundreds of dollars. So totally. it's like, here's a little download and it's 10 bucks. and People would be super stoked. For sure. I know someone who they just traveled a lot. And so whenever they would travel, they would create a little traveler's guide, a small PDF, and they sold them for 25 bucks or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like super expensive, but I bought one of them for Florence, even though I lived in Florence, but I was just like, oh, I want to see what they recommend, what they would recommend. And I paid $25 for a traveler's guide to a city I freaking lived in. (laughs) So yeah, anything that you just have a lot of knowledge about, you could totally make passive income off I get so excited when someone buys a guide because it is the single thing that is supporting this podcast yeah whenever it comes in I don't I am not even kidding I scream I get up I scream I dance I'm so immediately text Mariah and then she screams and gets up and dances and then yeah we go back and forth and it's great yeah and like I mean, Lainey, I think, is a really great example of digital download resources I Um, agree for stationers anyway because like her printer what is the palette oh the printable palette printable palette yeah is like brilliant yeah and once she made that like other than maintenance and questions and stuff like she made that she sells it it gets sold people get the files they download them they use them rarely probably ask questions you know like yeah you know and then she went and made the swatch book for adobe creative cloud library and so she used what she already was selling as passive income yeah for more passive income yeah we love it. We live for it. We ladies out there slaying the passive income. Well, I don't know how passive it is truly, but she's doing great. We love it. Yeah. I mean, um, anything that you could download, like I said, all income requires work. Like you sure. should work to get paid. That passive, is 100%. Passive, we need the, like a better word for passive income. But it's but the thing is, <laughs> Mostly is that you're doing income. the work up front. So yeah. like she's doing the work. She's, you know, spending all that time. A special code was written for her to be able to like come up with the printable palette and to actually make it so that all the text came up on the little blocks. Work went into it, but at the end of the day, when all that work is done, other than maybe troubleshooting with one or two clients or a handful of clients, mm-hmm. it is just on the website. People buy it, people download it, money gets deposited. It, yeah. 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 Same thing with fonts. It is 
not not time consuming to make a font. It's going to be time consuming to make a font. But then once it's done and you've created some like mock-ups, which is an additional step that yes, you do have to do, put it on some mock-ups and stuff. And the better the mock-ups are, the better the font is going to sell. So you put the time into that and money and resources and then market it. And as you market it, people are buying it and you're not doing any work to make that sale go through. They're buying it and they instantly get an email to download it. For sure. Yeah. So initial investment may be higher, but long-term investment, you know, it'll balance out and your return on investment will be substantial, hopefully. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So let's get into talking about what we're planning to work on. I have five things on my list. How many do you have on your list? I have exactly five things too, which I thought is really good because it's not overwhelming. And then I've grouped them. So I've grouped them as stationary Mm add-ons, which is great because that goes with my business Mm -hmm. on the Studio Soprano side. Love it. And then DIY assets, which I think goes really well with the rocket paper laser. For sure. So it's totally like crafty DIY stuff. Yeah. So I know we already went over our list, but I've ordered them in least amount of work to most amount of work. And it's address labels, envelope liners, laser cut, cricket files is just one. Yeah. PNG patterns is just one. And then um, font is the fifth one. Yeah. Doing the font. Okay, perfect. So I have minor in, there's really just two groupings. So I group them as things that are like existing, things I already have, which is all of the calligraphy and vector like artwork stuff that, that I have. Yeah. And die lines. I yeah. literally could take those right now, export them, list them, be done with it. Yeah. So obviously there's some like instructional things I would need, whatever. But yeah, that is stuff I already have already exists, basically ready to go. And then I have next, like the next category is things that I need to like create. Mm-hmm. but I could sell and then create. So like I right. could literally still list these tomorrow and then I just have to like, go to my shop and make them. So die cut things and excess stationary things. So gatefolds, belly bands, printed liners, things like that. Okay. And by printed liners, I'm looping back to my fifth item, which is digital downloads, print and cut stuff. I could reuse that and print them and cut them for you mm-hmm. if you don't want to digitally download them and print them and cut them yourself. Mm-hmm. So using the same exact designs, I could have two products. Mm-hmm. So. That's option number three. Yeah. So, yeah. So the calligraphy and die lines, and I would say the die cut things, those are all assets I already own. They just need to be organized, mocked up, listed. Which all takes time. Yeah. But those are like one, two, three on my list of to do. Yeah. And then four and five, four would be excess stationary things because those are materials I plan to use are things I already have. I already have an excess of this vellum. I already have an excess of that cardstock, blah, blah, blah. Those are things that I already have. All I need to do is like format, list, et cetera, and like maybe cut them into the shape or whatever I plan to sell them as. Yeah. So that'll be number four. And then number five, the thing that I, I think will take the most work is digital download stuff. I have already created the templates. So like once I do that, it won't be too, like once I have the designs I want to put in that template and list, it won't be like, it doesn't have that much to do, but it's definitely the most work out of all of these things. So that's, I think, going to be last on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, it's an interesting thing. Like, I actually think I would take these a little out of order from what is probably the easiest to do. Yeah. But I had a thought while you were talking. Of course, now I totally forgot what that thought was. Well, the reason I think starting with stuff that I already have is because like that stuff could literally already be making money while I'm still working on the other oh things. yeah oh 100% you know? yeah I mean I have all of the 
setups for the address labels and the envelope liners mm-hmm. but i still would want the address labels that i have are like cute little snowman ones mm-hmm. so i would have to go in and make them, you know make them something cute oh this is what i was gonna say so in thinking of like the laser stuff so when i set up rocket paper laser one of my goals was that i want to offer Basically, every piece of artwork I create can get up to three listings. Yeah. So you can just buy the file. Totally. You can buy it in pieces. So let's say it's a cat. And the back of the cat is one piece that gets cut out. And then there's a little two little eyeballs. And then there's a little face. And then the third layer is a nose. And you paint each piece. And as you layer the pieces, it becomes a cat. Yeah. Okay. So you could buy it as just the file, so you can make it yourself. You don't have a laser, but you want to put it together, you buy the pieces. Mm -hmm. You don't have a laser and you don't want to put it together, you just want a cat, I'll sell you the finished product. Yeah. So anything I design can have three different price points and three different levels of assembly. Yeah. And that was one of the first things I got really jazzed about because I see a lot of stuff and I'm like, well, I would actually really enjoy making that. Yeah. But I, at the time, don't have that tool. Or for people who don't have the, like, desire to make it. Right. They can buy the finished product. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, especially if it's, like, um, DIY stuff or, like, a shower or something. Like, you don't want to spend so much money on the finished signs, but you would like the pieces. Mm-hmm. Great. I'll send you raw wood pieces, and then you, you sit there them and color color you paint want. them yes. whatever color you want. Yeah. So, on my side of the spectrum, I'm doing the same thing with, like, Die lines, right? So like, yeah. okay, I'm going to sell you either a die line for an arch note card that you could cut on your Cricut, or I'll sell you a blank note card that you could print yourself, or I'll sell you a printed thing with a design on it. You yeah. know, like you can do any level of that. Or so, even for pockets, it's like, here's a die line for a pocket. Here's a cut pocket that you need to assemble. Yeah. Or here's a fully assembled pocket if you are like in a crunch and yeah. you just want someone to Wanna do that. Put a card in you. there. Yeah. And send it on its way. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Great. I love it. So I actually think in my order, yeah, I have it. I want to finish it. I actually think the font is going to be the first thing that I want to just take off my plate and get it done, which is funny because it is probably like the biggest thing, but we're going to talk about how to make big, scary things a little bit easier. Yes. So I'm actually going to work from the bottom up Love it. and I am going to start with the font and then I am going to turn some of my patterns into PNGs that people could download Yes, and then individual illustrator like graphics for those. Perfect. And then go with my laser cut Cricut files because those make me really excited for things I've already done. So like, of course we can add to this like and create new files, Yes, but I have every envelope liner as a Cricut template because I've been making liners for years. Yeah. So if people want to cut envelope liners on their Cricuts, yep. I already have that file. You've also done wavy cards. I've done wavy. wavy envelopes and all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Little like medallions with the hole cut yes, in the middle. For um, sure. Like literally every single thing that I've made yeah. is already a file saved in Cricut for me. Little escort cards and fun shapes and things that you just write the name on. Oh, the on. roller skate? Yeah, the roller yes. skate. Yeah, yeah. So... So the laser cut Cricut files, then I think the last thing, and the reason I put these last is because I do plan on doing a whole um, semi-custom project, and I don't want to do that right now. I want to save that for maybe middle of the year, like summertime, but I feel like pairing, designing my semi-custom stuff, and then these really easy add-ons that you can either buy from me finished, or you could download them and DIY them. 
I think I want to group all of that creativity together as one project. Perfect. Yeah. Perfection. So let's just take our first thing. So for me, it's going to be the font. Let's just break down a timeline of how we can actually achieve this because our listeners might remember, but you and I have a monthly show and tell. Yes. So every week, Jillian and I have a Monday meeting and we go over like a couple of big tasks that we need to complete that week. Yeah. Usually it's bigger picture items. It's not work for clients because we're trying to make sure we hit our business goals this year. Right. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the client work. work. Yeah, exactly. So our goal every Monday is to talk about the things that we really need to do to make sure we stay on track for those big goals that we have in mind. Those big scary things we have for our whole year. We're breaking them down week by week, staying on track, staying attentive to those things and making sure we don't fall behind in things like marketing and, you know, launching a semi-custom collection and things like that. So both of us actually scheduled months of content because we held each other accountable. And there were like three weeks in a row where I needed to do something and you were like, oh, have you done this yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't. But just being asked by someone and then also having the guilt of saying, no, I haven't is like, okay, I really need to carve out time for this because past me wanted to prioritize it. Yeah. And so I should do it. Absolutely. And we also created a reward and punishment system for ourselves. <laughs> so just on the meetings themselves, we've set ourselves like a goal. If we, you know, do this many in a row, we're going to treat ourselves to something. And if, you know, you cancel or I cancel, we have to send each other a Starbucks gift card. Yep. Whoever cancels, you know. So we've also made sure there were, you know, consequences of our actions, right? Whether good or bad to make sure that we're not just like, oh, yeah, I don't feel like it today. Yes. So and in addition to those. We're doing a show and tell. A big. So then every month, month. yes, we're yeah. showing each other something that we've been working on for the previous month that is, you know, in whatever phase it's in, there is no judgment here. Yeah. We are just, here's where I'm at with this. Yeah. And, you know, it works great for things like, you know, Rocket Paper Laser is up on Etsy. Yeah. It's got one listing up there. Fuck yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. And, but like, it also works great for like feedback because, you know, as people who work by themselves, sometimes it's really great to have somebody with fresh eyes look at it and see where you're at and like, you know, make suggestions or add on to what you already have or, you know, whatever. So it's just great to like, no matter where you're at in the process, it can be really helpful to have somebody else look at something for you. And that can be anything like website design process for a client like literally anything well remember the one thing that kept carrying over on my list was those freaking sample boxes Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't get it off my list and I finally just said to you I'm really stuck on this because I can't visualize what I wanted and we talked about it for maybe 15 minutes yeah and then I instantly knew what I wanted from it and got everything in order by maybe the end of the week following next week because next week is crazy for me Everything is set up for those sample boxes to be done because we talked about it and it was so much easier to make a plan. And to clarify what you actually need. And from an outside perspective, I can be like, well, you don't really need to do that or you should do this or, you know, maybe this would be helpful to people who are getting them, whatever. So getting an outside perspective and just also having someone to bounce ideas off of is hugely helpful. So we're also both very fortunate to have an accountability and, and, you know, collaboration partner in our businesses. But yeah, you know, you can find someone out there too, whether it's a partner, a best friend, a mother, a father, a, you know, whatever, there's somebody out there that you could definitely talk to about your business. And even if it's like, hey, I changed the paper for my greeting cards. Did you notice? And they're like, it's a random person. They're like, I had no clue. You're like, sweet. I'll continue using that paper. That's cheaper than great. (laughs) You know, so it's there's you can get feedback in a variety of ways. And you can also find people who may not completely understand how your business operates, but could 
you know, give you some kind of input or at least follow up. Like your husband might be like, oh, hey, how did that one project go? And you're like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that project. You know, <laughs> so there's that too. So just the accountability is huge. So we definitely recommend that. And yeah. yeah so. And breaking things down into, yes. into the smallest pieces it yes. can be is ultimately the best advice for tackling a scary project. For sure. So big projects, big goals, break them down into small, tiny little things. And I remember, I think it was like a TikTok or something that I heard, but it was some entrepreneur who was successful for whatever reason. And she was like, break it down into like, I need to, oh, maybe it was Tinks. Anyway, it was like, break it down into the tiniest steps. They may seem like really, like if it's overwhelming to you, like where to get started or you're stuck on it or you've been stuck on this project, break it down. Like she was like, okay, look up what's the difference between a manager and an agent. Once you know which one is better, find someone near you that could do that. Like (laughs) it's literally like break it down into stuff that seems stupid. Yeah. But you'll have a sense of accomplishment when you cross that thing off your list. You'll learn something along the way and you'll be that much closer to whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So how are we breaking it down? What's our timeline here? What are we breaking down? Let's do it. Let's do it. I will say this. It is not a small project. So this will not be every tiny project, every tiny task. Right. Right now we're at, well, it is, I did break it down into tiny tasks, but we are now currently at the beginning of March. And I would say that at best, this is going to be like an April, May show and tell. Yeah. Which is fine with me because I know I'm being realistic about the fact that I'm not going to have days and days and days to work on it. Okay. But the first task very small is to just finish the special characters and the numbers. So I've done all the letters and fortunately the font is only capitals. Mm -hmm. So I just had 26 letters to create, but then I'll have to create the special characters. And then I need to decide if I want to do any of the like, like special versions of each individual letter. Well, here's the thing. Once you do the special characters, you'll have most of the things you need for those accents. You'll just add them to the letters. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Yeah. So, okay. So that's step one. And I'm figuring like I can either approach this in one of two ways. And one of them can be a character a day because they are hand drawn. I know our listeners haven't seen the font, so it's maybe a little harder to explain, but it's it's more of an illustration than it is a character. Yeah. Because it looks like a neon sign. So it's drawn, it has highlights on it. It's like an outline of basically a neon sign. Yeah. So it is an illustration that needs to be created. So every day my morning task is just to do one special character. Yeah. Or I could say Thursdays are my font days and I am going to spend four hours doing as much font work as I can. I vote for font Friday, but I like the concept. <laughs> well, my Fridays are already so slim yeah. with all the fucking things I put on Fridays. Yes. Anything that starts with an F, I put it on Friday. Yeah. So yeah, I thought about that. It's like my Fridays are already fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I basically plan nothing on Fridays because everything ends up shifting to Friday when you don't finish it the day before or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's my step one is yeah. just finish those extra little character things. So the actual that make it a full. Yeah. That make it a full package. Yeah. yeah. And then export everything I have into Illustrator and refine them. So luckily, since I'm working with Procreate and I am, I've learned how to really streamline in Procreate. Like I am using the right pen size. Yeah. 
And so really when it exports into Illustrator, it's super clean, but basically I just need to separate out the layers. Love it. So I'm thinking export into Illustrator and refine is maybe a day's worth of work. Mm-hmm. Then importing it into the font software can also potentially be a day, if not maybe two days. Yeah. And then, then I need to do some testing. So like once it is a font, I was thinking I need to give like a week or two weeks to send it out to people and just be like, hey, will you try this in your different programs mm-hmm. and a different style or apply it to something? Yeah. So run a little testing thing. Yeah. And you can send along instructions on how to like, you know, all that too, so that you can test what people are going to have questions on and all that. Yeah. So I think that's the part that really makes it, it's going to be like an April, May deadline type thing. And then while I'm waiting on instructions, I was thinking it would be smart to research different mock-up images. So luckily I've I've already used this font on an invitation and I have some amazing photos of that because it was for a A style shoe. Yeah. So I have that. Um, But I don't want just stationers to buy it because I think it could be really cool as like a screen print. So I want to put it on like a tote bag. I think it'd be really cool in posters. So I want to come up with like a cool themed poster design. But obviously you don't want to create all of that work from scratch and you don't have to. You could go on Unsplash or other places and find stock images that, you know, don't have licensing fees. And then you can use those as... Your background, or yeah. you can even buy mock-up blanks on Creative Market. Yeah, or if you go to a print-on-demand thing, you can yeah. mock up the product there, and they usually give you a variety of angles and stuff that you can download to put in your shop as a listing. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'll do that while I'm waiting for feedback. Perfect. And then I need to give myself like a few days to update anything that I get feedback on. Mm-hmm. And then my final few steps, small steps, would be to write some marketing so like some emails some social media posts like do marketing yeah and then to create the mock-ups like we said and then to launch yeah so and you can reuse those mock-ups for your marketing purposes too exactly yeah yeah in addition to the photos of your style shoot and stuff so exactly so when I add that all up together it seems like about eight weeks of work yeah 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 it depends I guess on you know your response times from people how long it takes you to draw the characters like maybe one day you just get in the zone and you knock them all out but like maybe it doesn't maybe it takes you yeah. a week for each one like know? a period so, a comma and an apostrophe and quotation marks can all be done in one day because yeah. they're all almost one the same period day. covers a half of those things <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> a period is also a colon and then a period yep, and a tail is a colon yeah, for sure yeah so it's a lot of that so but what's interesting though is that because it's supposed to look like a neon sign on a backer board the backgrounds are different because you have to yeah. It's supposed to really look like it's a neon sign, yeah. which I, I honestly, when I first thought about releasing it, I wasn't going to put any special characters with it because I was like, you wouldn't really have those on a neon sign. Yeah. I might do it. I might do it just to make it a full rounded font. I think if you do every single symbol, like the squiggle and the colon, people can make those into what they need them to. Oh, I guess the angle would be different. Yeah. I don't know. You'll have to look at it and see what it turns out to be. But yeah, you can always add them on later. That's true. You know, like in a little expansion pack. Yeah. If people like come to you and they're like, hey, I wish this had the accents for this language. You'd be like, okay, I'll create that. But the best thing is when you do create your mockups, you usually put like all the available characters. So then it's just like, hey, you knew what you were doing. You bought it. Yeah. You (laughs) saw that. You bought it anyway. That's on you. Yeah. For sure. So love it. There you go. So that's mine. I do think it's going to be longer, but it is something that I've wanted to do. I already did so much of the work, like 26 fucking letters 
three layers are all illustrated. Yeah, you're so close to the finish line. Yeah. So close. I can't wait to shove you over the finish line. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Okay. All right. Tell me about yours. All right. So basically, I'm kind of in a different process because most of the things I'm looking at starting with are kind of like already created. So basically, so I'm talking about specifically like existing vectors for calligraphy and dye lines, things that I already have in my computer, right? So first step is going to be to organize my files. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. LOL. So I need to organize, I need to decide, you know, like I'm going to need to, I think of what I'm going to do is probably take the ones I want to use and sell and put them somewhere, whether it's a copy or the original, Mm -hmm. but like I want to put them in one place Mm -hmm. and then I need to export them all for sale. And then I'm going to create instructions for how people will use them, download what to use them in software, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to create mock-ups and photograph, you know, things that I've made with them, et cetera. I also will need to create policies in terms of conditions because I don't currently have like any like digital download policies or anything like that. So, so true. need to expand on those and create like an Etsy and a listings for those because I do think I'm going to separate out to a separate Etsy store for most of these things that I'm going to be kind of working towards. Yeah. So then like, so I've organized the files, I've exported the files, I've got them all packaged and ready with instructions, I've got mock-ups and photographs of all the things. So I have the products, right? Mm-hmm. And then I need to create like policies, the shop, etc. And a marketing plan. So yeah. once they're alive, I don't want to just be like, okay, they're done. I want yeah, to have like... really good at that. Yes, <laughs> love doing that. So I need to stop it. So a marketing plan that's recurring and continual, and I can schedule it now for June. To remind people that I sell this or that or whatever, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can always add on or edit those, you know, schedule things later, but I want to have them, like, ready to go so that I don't just, like, let this one sit there. You know what's so brilliant that you just, like, unlocked in my brain an what? idea? is like, whenever you write an email about something, just schedule the same fucking email. Duplicate. Duplicate. Yeah. Change a couple words. Hey, change just the, a reminder. Change out the photo and change out the product. Like, if you have three things that are similar. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. I'll show you my marketing plan for our show and tell this month, but stoked. Yeah, you're going to die. Stoked. I have the entire year's worth scheduled. Anyway, so <gasps> physical things that are also Yo, she's already. On fire. Yeah, guys, I'm <laughs> fired up. So for physical things that I already have, like I can enact really quickly. This is kind of number two. I think both of these tasks are going to be very doable. Mm-hmm. So physical things, it's kind of a similar process. So really, instead of like packaging my files and making instructions, I need to decide on like what colors and what supplies I'm going to be needing for these. Mm-hmm. Mostly I'm talking about like die cut stuff. I have pockets and enclosures that I want to just immediately start selling to yeah. people, whether that's wholesale or, you know, retail, fine. Yeah. But I'll need to kind of do some of those similar stuff. So I need to create either mock-ups or samples and photograph the samples. And then I need to create listings, adjust my policies in terms of conditions. And then I need to like create a workflow and pricing to go along with that too. Yeah. Like, am I going to have these things pre-made and just sitting in my closet? Am I going to make them to order? If I make them to order, what's my turnaround time? All of that. So yeah. hammering out those details is kind of the biggest lesson like, in those. And like, are you going to stock all of your options in the raw materials? Or are you going to make put sure it's options only- that are available at Anchor Paper? And then yep. if for some reason that's sold out, you just message that customer. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Like, yeah. this color's not available. And creating a graphic that has what colors are available and their turnaround times and, you know, all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I need to figure out, like, I need to hone in on what offerings I'm going to exactly have. Um, I will say, what a freaking, like, blessing to have a paper store that you could go to. Anchor Paper, please sponsor us. Uh I love you. I, me and my mother both spend a lot of money at Anchor. We went on a field trip today. (laughs) I tag it in social all the time. 
No. Also, I just love the people at Anchor Paper Express. They're um, so sweet. Yeah, they're so sweet. I love them all. So that helps. But yes, having a warehouse where I can go get everything I need right down the street, literally right down the street from my house, is a huge blessing. So I think that doing all of this, so existing vectors for dye lines and calligraphy, I think that I could realistically have this done by the end of March. And I would like to say that I could have it done sooner, but I just know that won't happen. Yeah, um, better to be realistic. Yeah, so I'm going to set a realistic expectation for our April show and tell on the 1st of April, or whatever day we do it. I want to have this Etsy up and listings, plural, Okay, done. Love it. So I think for my April, or for our April 1st, what I will show is I will show you the raw graphics of all of this shit done. It may not be a functioning font on April 1st, but it will be a full, complete I love it. illustration. I can't wait to and see it. And maybe it will be a finished font. Fuck yeah, it will be. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe show and tell will be I would like a font for my it. birthday on May 6th, please. <laughs> <laughs> no later. Not a day later. Not a day later. I might be in Aruba for your birthday. <laughs> you can send it to me before my birthday then. Great. <gasps> Just kidding. Perfect. So... We've got a plan of action. We have tiny steps and, and some larger steps, but we have steps and we have a plan and we have a timeline. So we also have our accountability partner. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'm probably going to go in and take each step and kind of give myself like a mini deadline. Yeah. Just to like, see where I am and track the progress, because I think that's what I do is I kind of forget that I wanted to be doing something. And then I get close to the deadline and I'm like, oh, well, now there's just too much to do for me to hit that deadline. Yeah. And that's when like shit really falls apart. But if I know that by the end of, you know, maybe by March 17th, I wanted to have, you know, half the special characters done. Yeah. Then I can decide on March. Like I just set up a notification on my phone and I could look at it and be like, shit like I'm behind or like yeah so maybe now Saturday instead of you know strolling around Disneyland for the 400th time this year <laughs> I work on my font I love decisions it. could be made I I'm love it not gonna sacrifice my Disneyland time but okay so I am like a little obsessive about my calendar we all know that I love I'm looking calendar. at it right now and it's so there's so much stuff it's a bit ridiculous I do kind of make myself a little sick sometimes but I schedule out like recurring tasks like I even I have my lunch breaks I have my walk and exercise I love it I have posting on Instagram on there and stories and shit so I do have you know I feel like it helps me to just remember to do those things and Mm -hmm. they may seem insignificant but I also like looking back and knowing where I spent my time so that's why I'm a little obsessive about my calendar and it, it looks pretty insane when you actually look at it and I show it to other people but I love it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these tasks and I'm going to batch them and I'm going to put them on days where they're appropriate so that I make sure that I get them done. You have been the queen of batch work this year and it's worked so beautifully for you. And I'm I'm trying to figure out, can I get on the batch train? Does it work for me? I have tried it in the past, but I'm just not good at sustaining any sort of routine. Yeah, I thrive on routine. I do well in chaos, but I love routine and I like relish routine. I like rituals. I like routine. It works for me. And I don't think that like, (laughs) such as I wish, I'm like, I wish Jillian would batch out all the things because then I can just (laughs) dream of a little official world. But but y'all, I did batch out my social media content. I did it in one day. wasn't that awesome? It was so, it feels so good to go on Instagram at noon and be like, oh shit, that's my work. I already posted today. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, you know, I just, I want to say it like doesn't work for everyone and no system is like for everybody. And, you know, not even day to day, like some days I'm just like, mm, nope, I'm not doing that. You know, there's, I think a bit of like going with the flow that has to be involved. Like I'm, I love a routine and I have my entire life scheduled out of my calendar, but I'm not afraid to move that task 58 times, <laughs> like, which is a problem. You know, you have to have some limits, but I am going to take all my little tasks and I'm going to put them on my calendar. I love it. And I'm going to put details and notes in my Google calendar with like what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm working on and why and all that. So I don't forget because I do forget. But if I need to move it to another day, I move it to another day. But I'm going to set everything with like a little padding and also maybe a little earlier than I would like, you know, want it to be our goal. So mm-hmm. that I have time for if I need to move something or if I need to bump something, I can do that. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to plug this into my calendar and hopefully, you know, I also love like looking at my week, like as a creative person who has a ton of random things you're working on. Yeah. Looking at your week and being like, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> Nothing like, is worse than when I wake up and I need to get out of bed and I'm like, but what am I doing to yeah. get out of bed? Like, yeah. what is it that I have to do today? For and there sure. always is stuff, but bring all of it is hard. Yeah. And that's how a lot of stuff falls through the cracks. So I find that being able to look at my calendar and be like, okay, it's Tuesday. This is my production day. What am I producing? <laughs> you know, or like, okay, finance Fridays. I like to check in on this and that and adjust my spreadsheet for my budget and my plan for the year and go on and check on my expenses and stuff. But like, what am I doing the rest of the day on Friday? You know, it's like, I like to have a plan. And also when you like go out of town or you go on vacation, <laughs> Yeah. All those things when you come back that are on your calendar, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was working on my font. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so easy for me to forget what I'm working on unless it's for a client. Yeah. There's this level of, I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but it's like responsibility. There's this level of responsibility with handling someone else's project or even whether it's B2B or even a custom client that just like ingrains in me. Mm -hmm. But if it's something I wanted to do, like sitting on my kitchen table is a bin full of like all of the photographs from my wedding that I printed out and all of the freaking scrapbook paper. And then these empty scrapbook pages that I'm supposed to give to my mother-in-law. It's been sitting there for four months. And I like, I just forget that it's there. Like I forget that I was doing that. And then Zach will be like, are you done with this? And I'm like, oh shit, that thing. Don't put it away. I'm not done with that. I I forgot forgot about about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's so easy for me to forget about things that aren't tied to, and I don't necessarily want to say making money, but like aren't tied to the responsibility responsibility of fulfilling an order. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, you have to find a system that works for you. And like, I also have, because I use my laptop, my desktop, my phone, my iPad, all of these Apple products. I love like Apple, like my notes app. Yeah. Has, I have like a running list of new product ideas. Yeah. I have a running list of marketing stuff that I want to like my plan for the year and dates. I have a running list of ideas for blog posts. I have a running list of all kinds of things in there. Yeah. Because then if I'm on my phone, I can be like, oh yeah, idea. Boop, 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 boop entered now when I go to my computer tomorrow and I'm like hmm, okay it's it's Wednesday I'm supposed to write on Wednesdays what am I going to write about well let me pull up my note that has this list of random blog ideas I came up with in the shower like yeah you know it's like if you can find a way to take those random ideas those random tasks and put them somewhere where you're not going to lose track of them like yeah. your post-it note probably going to get covered up with a pile of stuff <laughs> 
it's going to get stuck to something inevitably. You're going to lose it. You're going to throw it away. Forever information lost to the ether. So I can't tell you how many times I've written down like someone's phone number or something on a post-it note. And I'm like, frig, that totally got thrown away. Oh, the margins of every notebook are filled with random things. Phone number, quantity of something that I needed. The math for a piece of paper that I needed to cut down to whatever, like, and I'll never find it again. So yeah. A recent hack I've started doing because I used to, when I would have like kickoff design calls with my clients is I would write down notes in my notebook. But what inevitably would happen is I would either forget what freaking notebook it was in, even though I would go out to the store and be like, this is my new client notebook. Yeah. Only client stuff goes Start in here. on the front. Yeah. Client, client notebook only. Yeah. Yeah. Inevitably that system falls apart or whatever, but, or like the notes are just so shorthand and I'm like, like what was I what even trying to write or chicken scratch so now when I start the meeting I actually open up an empty email and then my email to them immediately after the meeting is a summary of the notes and that way it forces me to put everything into a full complete sentence because I know that if it doesn't make sense then they're going to either be confused or they're going to be like well that's not exactly what we talked about or let's revisit exactly yeah and so having to do it immediately after the meeting puts everything into a full complete thought yeah and so then when and because it's never the next day that I'm going to design their stuff like sometimes it's not even the next week yeah I will be able to go back to that email and be like these are full thoughts that I could go off of versus like this mishmash notebook where up in the margin is the number 80 now is that the quantity is that the price of something is that (laughs) the pound the pound of paper like what is this 80 and then there will just be like rehearsal party cross cross da 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 cross cross da, 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 da. like yeah the you know that is not obvious exactly yeah so i really have enjoyed that it's like totally probably not something that anyone else would want to adopt but it has worked really well for me because it keep like keeping stuff in my email like that's where it'll yeah. stay yeah like i know how to search that totally or you could do a google document yeah. or you could even send that email to yourself Yes. Even if you're not sending it directly to your client, send it to you. Yeah. Just send it to yourself. Yeah. You can literally do that. I love how on your notes app and in email, you could search keywords. Mm-hmm. So like- You can I'm... also search in your messages. Exactly. So yeah. I know if this client's wedding is happening in Aspen, that and like no one else's really is, Aspen is a very unique word to search yeah. in my notes or my email. And I will immediately be able to find anything related to their, yeah, yeah, that stream of consciousness I once had. For sure. The last thing I'll say on this is that when I had uh, a million jobs about this time last year, and I was working for, you know, doing marketing for Broders, I was doing my own business and working on winery stuff. I had one notebook for everything. Yeah. And I will say that system worked incredibly well for me because it is there. Yeah, there's nowhere else I was writing things. There was nowhere else I was plugging this stuff in. There was nowhere else I was making my to do lists. And I use little tabs for each like business. Mm -hmm. So like my most recent notes from the winery would be on the pink one. My most recent notes from the restaurant would be on the orange one, etc. Like I would literally use the same notebook until it was filled to the gills. And then I would, before throwing away my notebook, I would literally go through it and pull out anything that I thought I might want to remember. And I would jot that into the front of the next notebook. That's so brilliant. Yeah. One place is super helpful for no matter what you're juggling, but also somewhere where you can search it like Google. Searching it is so nice. Messages, notes, all of that is is valuable too. So yeah. Yeah. 
Searchability. Yeah, or your calendar like me. <laughs> I actually thought it was funny. I was looking at my TikTok the other day and I posted a TikTok a million years ago of like, so how like obsessed with your are you with your whatever? And it was like, I did my Google calendar and I just like swiped through week after week and you could see all the things. And I was like, that was like a year. I think it was two years ago. I am so obsessive about my calendar. It's I'm like practically a corporate girly just yeah. like over here. Like if it isn't in the calendar, it doesn't get done. Yeah, I wish but. I was like that. I wish that was a trait that you could just like, turn on. Yeah, I wish I could train people to do that. It's pretty helpful, but yeah. yeah. Well, this was really great. I'm excited to work on our little passive income project. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun to have things that people, to to hear that sale sound and know that we don't Cha-ching. have to rush over to our product. Yes, to uh, see that deposit notification and like, yeah, it's going to be glorious. Not that we don't love fulfilling orders, like physical orders, like that we both really, really enjoy, but it is kind of nice to like, not it and forget to... it baby yeah yeah well i think the main like objective for this for us is like breathing room in our own lives like we want to have enough profit margin that we aren't stressing about things or taking on jobs we don't align oh yeah with. that's something and, like, else we totally kind of skipped over is that with passive income like the return on investment is usually high the return on investment is high and i've been thinking about that a lot of like even with laser projects where yes i have to buy material and stuff like that but Like, I've been talking to Zach about how I want to do more fine art stuff. Yeah. Because the more, like, I don't know, the more artsy something kind of gets, the better profit margin you can get off of it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. green cards only have a certain profit margin. But if I create these really fun laser cut puzzles and then they're painted or something like that, like, I can sell those for more than what the material is because yeah. they're like a little piece of artwork. But the best thing would be something that I could sell and I've already done the work. The yeah. work is done. To me, the best thing that I could like sell is something that doesn't have to be expensive, but I could sell a thousand of them and do the same amount of work. Exactly. That's... Especially because we're one person in our yeah. business. There is only so much. In, there's so many hours in a day. Yeah. There are only so, so many hours in a day. And so until, you know, we're both able or willing to hire people to, you know, expand beyond where we're at, it's like our best option is to create things that make us money with less time and less work. So, yeah. and not that we're lazy. Clearly we're not because we're, no, we, we're just so goddamn busy for years. Yeah. Doing other things. We just are tired of like trying to grind and trying to like make the most out of every hour, you know? Yeah. So if we can have things working in the background, while we're working on other things that's what we're after yeah yeah the frustration of it taking five hours the other day for me to print one set of green cards because my wood type was being a bitch every minute that passed by i was like my profit margin on this stack of cards is decreasing (laughs) my patience is wearing thin my my profits are wearing thin (laughs) none of this is working out well yeah so yeah just having a few things you know it doesn't have to be like a whole a whole we're not expecting to go make millions on any of this stuff, oh but if we can just allow ourselves a little bit more breathing room financially, where we can have things working in the background while we're working on our other stuff, that's what we're after. Like yeah. we want to have, and then it's nice to provide things that people want, which is like a lot of people just want to DIY. Yeah, shit. and our work is not in everyone's budget. We are yeah. trying to serve a broader group of people by offering a broader group like products and yeah. things and offerings because. <laughs> We very often send out a price quote and hear crickets. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, and it's, that's totally understandable. Our pricing is where it's at because we believe in it. Like we both have established pricing that we are confident in. It's, yeah. it's not about that. It's just that that is not for everyone. So yeah. we're trying to serve more people 
add other budgets, want other things, people who want to do it themselves or be super involved in the process. We want to accommodate those people too. So yeah. Fun. Great. Well, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I hope all of our listeners harass us about this starting April 1st and beyond to see where we're at on these projects. Yeah. I hope, (laughs) you know, all of our letterpress printers might be excited about printing some tricolored neon signs. Absolutely. Yeah. It looks really cool. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you would like to purchase the guide that we talked about earlier, yes. you can find that on hotoffthepresspodcast.com slash forward slash shop. Yay. And that comes to you as a PDF download. It has links directly in it to our favorite vendors. We are actually going to do an update of it soon because unfortunately, some of at least two of our vendors have closed. We've also found a couple of vendors. And we found new vendors, guys. We yeah. found new vendors. Amazing. So, and then I want to go through and I have a new a few things that I use in my shop now that I wasn't using before. Yes. And so I want to update that a little bit. And if you've already purchased the guide, you will get the update. You don't yes. have to go buy it again or anything. If we'll you purchase the guide, yeah. Anytime we update it, you just automatically get an email. So yeah, and that is a supply guide. It's going to have all the things that you need to stock your shop. We also have some stickers and keychains available. We will eventually be posting up our shirts. There's been <laughs> a little conundrum with the shirts, but it's okay. They're coming to you. That's for another episode. That's for, no- <laughs> that's for another episode of Mariah and Jill try to be ambitious and DIY something oh, that they have no business in DIY. Absolutely. Stay in your lane, Mariah and Jillian. Thank you very much. Okay. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're on listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. And if you are on Instagram, come visit us at Hot Off The Press Pod. And yeah, leave us a comment, a like, follow us. And we can't wait for next week. We have some exciting episodes coming yes, up. Yes, we do. We have some really fun episodes this season. And yeah. Yay. Yay. Woo. Okay. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.